are here for a reason. Breaking down the brotherhood, one prayer at a time. Right on, right on, right on. <laughs> right on radio. For continuous coverage, the latest information, separate fact from opinion. Get the truth. Get the news. You're listening to Right On Radio. You are here for a reason. Wow, Jeff, that text that I got, I'm really glad that you stuck around so that we can share this with our audience. For those of you wondering, just in case Jeff airs that it's another day, we did not have time for a wardrobe change. And this is... (laughs) This is what day is it, Jeff? Tuesday. This is <laughs> a Tuesday on- marathon recording session. <laughs> yes, yes, and, and and I have not had my wardrobe stolen yet, Jeff. But you know, with the people that we're bringing the stories out for, the one today, especially as well as the Megan Wall story, this kind of piggybacks on her story as well, but a completely new one from Chaz Morgan who is an MMA fighter, but Jeff, you know who his best friend is? Jason, the husband of Britney Spears. And uh, Jason has lived with Chaz and told all. He has told all. And the reason he is not, Jason is not on himself is because he has been in prison falsely, according to Chaz. So we would like to welcome Chaz to tell the story and help get this out. Chaz is the is the father of three children who they've tried to take his children from him. So imagine you give somebody shelter and the next thing you know, your children are gone too because they don't like what you're saying. That's the way this works, Jeff. Didn't you know that? Uh, well, I'm just, we're certainly starting to discover that. And just before I bring Chaz into the room, I want to just say because we talked for you know about 10 minutes before uh hitting the record button here and uh Chaz said it I think no less than three times maybe even four or five times that he is only doing this for his kids and so I want to make sure that people understand this is a guy who just is is a loving father uh wants to be reunited with his kids uh he's a, he's been researching he's actually been learning uh, the law to represent himself. And by the way, Christy, you pulled off a miracle getting a, a lawyer for, <laughs> for uh, Megan. Uh, yeah. So, and by the way, that's, that's Jeff, we may end up having to do one more recording today. I've literally got a text. We may have to do one more. Recording. I think we might be breaking more news. Yeah. So yeah. we don't, I don't know when these are going to all air yeah. to take time to download and do all that stuff. But yeah, listen, it, it's a busy day and uh, Hey, without further ado, let's, let's bring in Chaz. He's a, he's a brave man. That's for sure. And, and, uh, and Chaz, welcome to right on radio. Hey man. Thank you. Appreciate it. So, Chad, I don't know where you want to start with your story, but uh, everything has to have a bit of a beginning. You've been doing this for an actually a very long time, been doing some research on that. Uh, tell us what gave you the spark. Um, well, as you said, you know, I just want a disclaimer out there that the, the reason that I'm doing this is not uh, this is Jason and Brittany's story, but we're all intertwined in this in this story. And 
and this abuse that we've been under and um and but my reason for doing this is to number one help jason get out of jail because he's in there falsely and maybe help bring some more awareness to britney's case because she's still a slave she's still a prisoner in her own life that's that you know there's a lot of misinformation going around and but the main thing is for my kids because you know i don't have custody i have visitation with my kids and my children just like britney's kids just like jason's kid um have been used as like pawns bargaining pieces to control us you know and so you know oh you want to tell people you want to make waves about the hundreds of millions of dollars that we stole well then we'll just take your kids from you and so that's what's happened to me and um and so i began uh i began uh, a fight to to get justice you know i I kept going through lawyers and lawyers and lawyers and lawyers and I kept catching them in lies. And so then I, I, I finally, I, I called a corruption hotline and they was like, well, do you have your lawyers lying on video? And I was like, well, no. And they said, well, if you don't have that, you got nothing. So the next lawyer I had, I started recording him and I had hopes he was, he was a straight up guy, but he wasn't. And so, um, I had phony restraining orders uh, put on me, which is called a silver bullet. Um, read the respondent from uh, Greg Ellis, forwarded by Johnny Depp. Um, it, 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 it's crazy how all of this correlates. But um, this is for my kids, and this is to hopefully get some help with, you know, some some legal help, some lawful help to, you know, to to get all of this, get my name cleared because I'm an innocent man and, and, and nobody's innocent. Nobody's hands are clean anywhere. We all got dirt or, or history or whatever. But in this situation, I'm completely innocent. I've never done anything to anyone and I've never hurt anybody, harmed anybody. And that's that's what we as uh, state nationals consider is, you know, do no harm, do no harm. And, and I have done no harm. And my children are victims of, of parental alienation and, and abuse. And so I just want to, I want to save them from that, but I also want to save Brittany and Jason. And so um, Jason's in jail right now. He, he went to her house, Jason Alexander. Uh, we met in high school. Um, uh, we were going out to a bar when we were underage. Uh, and he was a big strapping young man good looking guy you know and uh that's how i met him was at a local college bar and um and then we became really close friends when i left tulane i was scholarship linebacker to tulane and i left tulane to do an in and out to lsu at a juco southwest mississippi junior college and jason was on scholarship there as a football player as well and uh and and we were an hour away from home in the middle of nowhere and so we just became best friends, like brothers, and we lifted weights together every day, you know, and sometimes we'd go out on weekends together when he wasn't with Brittany. But um, that was around the time that Brittany started getting really, really big. And um, she just she had just blown up. And so Jason and Brittany knew each other from the time they were little kids. Uh, and they always kind of had crushes on each other, but Jason always had a girlfriend and, um, and Brittany was in and out of the, the Disney club or whatever it's called, yeah. uh, Mickey Mouse club. 
And um, and so, but when she blew up, like they had like eight, 10, 12 friends that were all like cousins and close friends that they grew up with. And they would all go out together on the weekends. And she would come down to Louisiana and they would all go out, all their friends from Kentwood. And um, I had a girlfriend at the time, so I would be, I was always different place. I was never, I never went out with them. Um, but he, they would go to Reggie's and Baton Rouge, or they'd go to Hammond and they'd rope off half the bar and, and, and Jason and Brittany would be hooking up. They would be making out and, you know, uh, kind of predating, I guess you could say courting. And, um, Jason would come back and tell me during the week we'd have school. So then when Sunday night, we had to be back for school. He would come straight to my room and tell me everything that happened that weekend, you know, and say, oh, man, we almost hooked up and so and so was banging on the door. And her cousin, Laura Lee or Laura Lynn, I can't remember her name, had an apartment at LSU. And that's where they would always go and stay. And so, you know, we were kids. We were kids. We were young country kids and uh, hadn't done that much with our lives yet. Uh, so it was cool to, to, to hear the stories what he was telling and it was like hey this is a super famous person although i've never really been a respecter of persons uh for famous people or anything like that you know um it, it was still it was still cool it was i was excited sure. i was excited for him you know what i'm saying because we were like brothers and so um it, things got more serious between them two and you know they were i guess officially dating he said we never really put a, a label on it but we were, you know, she would come, she would be in and out. She would go on tour or whatever, and she'd come back in town. And then we we would party and hang out and mess around and stuff. And then, and then, so once we at, were pretty much a couple at this point in time, and we were keeping in good contact, she just called me up. And I guess it was around the Christmas holidays. I know it was around the Christmas holidays because, uh, that he was off of school and she was off of whatever she was doing. And she was like, called him either from her jet or from the airport in New Orleans and was like, Hey, you know, what are you doing for the holidays? And he was like, I don't know. What do you want to do? And she was like, well, you want to fly to uh, Vegas and my, my private jet and, uh, and party for the holidays. And, and he was like, first of all, this is all coming directly from Jason. I didn't, not all this. I've I've sat there and I've talked to her and I've listened to their conversations for hours, many times. But this is Jason's story. He's in jail. He can't tell his story. So I'm telling it for him to set the record straight. And you're saying he's he's imprisoned uh, improperly as well. They're trumped falsely, up charges. So so listen, if we're gonna tell if we're gonna tell part of his story, let's uh tell yeah. part of it. We'll make sure to include that. So hopefully we can raise awareness and get some justice for him as well. Right. Absolutely. So they went, so they went to, um, they went to Vegas, they flew to Vegas and they stayed at the Palms Hotel and Casino and a guy named, I believe it was George Maloof. It's, I know his last name is Maloof, the Maloof George brother. Maloof. Yeah, it's Maloof. And it's very well known for like sports booking. Um, the, it's, it's got, it's a smaller casino, but it's very well known. It's, it's a really nice, um, it's a really nice kind of off the strip condominium hotel with a lot of great bars and restaurants. So Simon's restaurant was also there. So what you're telling me is actually very interesting because Simon, I'll 
that's that's another story but simon's was a big part of that and and i remember Brittany being at simon's as well right so he said we stayed at uh the palms hotel and casino and he said it was a big big to us country boys he yeah. said it was big uh but he said he, they they stayed on this penthouse and there were three penthouses on the top floor i guess and um and she was her her condo or whatever penthouse was it was two across from each other and one all the way at the end of the hall well across the hall from them was kobe bryant and at the end of the hall was Madonna. Now, both of those names we know as, you know, being connected with the Illuminati. Uh, you know, Kobe died in a uh, helicopter crash after he died in a helicopter crash on The Simpsons. Uh, we know. Yeah. So, you know, that was a, a sacrifice. Um, and so and also Madonna <clears throat> was like the face of sex. She was like the sex kitten, uh, you know, the international face of uh sexiness or set you know that they yeah she's not most, sexy but no. yeah well and back she's then, back then she's the face of babylon the whore yeah and she was also right. she was also the one that remember she actually um french kissed britney on stage at one of the awards events that's what i was gonna say so that was actually like a ritual to ask to pass the torch for the world to see uh-huh. right so that was later way later when that happened Yes, because for those of you just listening, for maybe for the first time, the satanic holidays really start around, what is it, Jeff, December the 22nd and like runs through January, like third, fourth. I mean, so yeah. this is Listen, they got a busy schedule. They're, they, honestly, their they're schedule, if we could have their schedule, but just have them like picnic days, <laughs> no one would be working, you know. <laughs> Honestly, they're there. Sorry, Kaz. I just wanted to make sure people knew, you know, when you're talking about the dates, the dates do matter. Yeah. Uh, especially with it being, you know, Christmas, New, well, Year. New Year's Eve and stuff like that. Yeah. It's it's going particularly. That's another there. This, like in April, there's the high months. And, then, you know, there's basically the spring and the fall are the two highest parts. But they do sacrifices, you know, all year round. Let's just put it that way. Well, and so, I'll say that too, for, for the audiences listening, you may think that these people enter and exit through the same doors that you do for the casinos and for all of these places, they don't. So don't stand out front waiting for Britney Spears to enter through the front door because the only way she's going to enter through the front door is if the paparazzi has already been called and tipped off so that she can make a few million dollars off of photos. I mean, or someone, not necessarily her making the money, but someone is... Although Christy, I met Rod Stewart right in the front doors of the Mirage. Oh, did you? Well, yeah, he went through the front door. Mind you, he was surrounded by about ten goons. And by yeah. the way, he he's he's about four foot eleven. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Rod Stewart's very very small, very small. He just like Tom, like Tom Cruise, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we all are. They're all tiny dudes. I'm telling you. Like, all these... I'm going to tell you both something because Chaz, you're a fighter. I'm assuming that you're probably a pretty large guy. I'm 5'11", 
anytime I've ever been photographed with a celebrity, I've been accused of, of, of like being photoshopped in. And I'm like, no, really, Donny Osmond fits underneath my armpit. Okay. <laughs> like, really that small. I look like a jolly green giant, like next to these people, right? So, uh, all the ladies who thought that Donny was like so big, you know, by the way, he's a lot of fun and he's, he's, got a story probably very similar to what you're sharing too, Chaz. We need to call and get him on, Jeff. Don't let me forget. I always like, always like the, the girls on, on Facebook or whatever. They're like, oh, Tom Cruise. And I was yeah. like, I bet you if you like, and they get mad, they like act like they get mad. I burst their bubble because they're like, he's so hot. But then I was like, so I wanted to be Tom Cruise when I was a kid watching <laughs> Top Gun. And then when I found out he was like this tall, I didn't want to be that him that much. I don't know. It just <laughs> change that <laughs> but you know what the, these short guys really do f photograph well yes. and they film well you know their their bodies are very much in proportion or whatever but uh i think i think the uh the illuminati just gets people with uh you know the the, the kind of the small man syndrome napoleon syndrome uh guys who want to beat everything and you know probably yeah. has something to do with it but let's let's go back to the story <laughs> Sorry about that chaz so, so they're, they're on. I believe it was the top floor, and 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 so those people had Illuminati. We didn't know this until years later, but he told me this story way before the kissing and the 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 Kobe dynasty. It's like twenty years ago, like oh two oh four something like that. And so uh, he said George Maloof would come to like every. 24 hours or so he would come to the top of the to their penthouse or whatever which he said was huge he was like crazy big like the size of a big house and he said that um he would come up there and he would feed them ecstasy and so they were you know they're experimental drugs at that time you know young kids and 20 21 years old or something like that i don't know exactly how old they were but um and so he said, you know, it was like I was on just like cloud nine. It was the best high I had ever had in my life. It was like, you know, you're getting it from mega gazillionaires. Like they're, it's coming straight from Amsterdam lab made the best drugs in the world. So he was like, it was just the craziest awesomest time I'd ever had. Well, plus they're in the penthouse and, you know, he flew there in a private jet. Yeah, yeah, I'd say it's a pretty good time for, for right. people into that. Yeah, exactly. So, and so, um, you know, they had sex a lot. It was, a, you know, um, and and when you're doing ecstasy, you know, people, a lot of people, they like just open up and tell all of their deepest, darkest secrets. And, you know, really, you know, it was actually made, MDMA was actually made for uh, for couples to, it was a drug that they gave couples to to be able to connect better and like therapy and stuff. And so anyway, so but that's what it does. And so if you're with somebody, it makes them, you know, like you really get you have a deep connection with them. And, and that's what would, that happened. They had a lot of sex. They did a lot of drugs and they did a lot of talking. And, uh, you know, for days and days, they just sex drugs and laid in a bed and talked, you know. And, now uh, she told, talked to him about the Illuminati experience and how she was brought up and that. Can you get into some of that, Jazz? Yeah, that's what I was about to get to. So he 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 was like, 
so she told me, Jason, you would never believe uh, how many nasty old men, rich, nasty old men that I had to sleep with in order to get to where I'm at. She said that her parents sold her off to uh, these rich, powerful men in the world called the Illuminati. And um, her mom and dad were complicit in this. They, they, they like sold their child off to be a sex slave. And, um, and so, you know, he, he loved her and he was like, you know, baby, you, you know, I'm not worried about that. Like, you know, that's your past, you know, we're together now and that's all that matters. And, um, and so, but she said that they initiated her in some place up in the Hollywood Hills, uh, that's famous for rituals for the occult or, you know, where they do human sacrifices and stuff. And, um, and they did this initiation ritual to make her the new sex symbol or whatever of the world. And, um, and, and I believe there were human sacrifices there. Um, if I re remember correctly. Um, but anyway, she was initiated there. And so, and so she had to sleep with all of these, you know, these mega elites. She said, it's people that you would never know, like, you know, either ex presidents or, you know, or, or some guy like a Bilderbergs or something that we, none of us really know who they are. You know, mm -hmm. most people don't. And the people so, behind the curtain. Correct. And so, um, so, you know, he, he just accepted her for who and what she was. And he, you know, he said, I accept you for who you are. And so she asked him to marry her. And um, this was on New Year's Day. Now, Jason and I recently, I guess about a year ago, uh, Penny Shepard had, you know, revealed a lot of things to me about occult, the occult ritual abuse and um, the textbook playbook, how they, you know, seclude you from the world and how they, you know, alienate you and stuff and make you homeless and make you, uh, you know, knock you away, away from the, the working class and, and ruin your income. And, and then they 5150 you or they falsely imprison you. So nobody, everybody thinks you're a loser or a loon. Mm -hmm. so and they've been doing all this to you as well, personally, right, Chaz? Yes. Yes. And so, um, I believe so. That's what my correlations through my investigations have come to. Um, or it's just a crazy coincidence. <laughs> no, but, there's um, no coincidences. Right, exactly. I don't believe in coincidences in life. So um, so she said, let's get married. And this was on New Year's Day. And he remembered this talking to Penny. And she wanted to know what day was that because she was writing a bunch of notes down. And he said... Um, it had to be, yep, it was New Year's Day because I remember we went out and partied the night before for New Year's Eve, and it was a big party, you know. And so the next day is when we went during the day, went to the little white chapel and got married. And um, and Penny was like, well, that's interesting because the Illuminati ball is on New Year's mm -hmm. Eve. All over the world, they have Illuminati ball yeah. on New Year's Eve. So that's where they were partying at, apparently, you know. So this could be all part of, you know, uh, a ritual or something like that. What, what, we don't really know, but um, 
from Jason and I's perspective, from talking about it thousands of times, um, we feel like she was rebelling at that time because she told him, you know, I'm just so tired of the control that they have over my life and they control everything I do, where I go, what I, where I can shop, you know, what, what I eat, you know, they're just completely in control over my life, meaning her agents and managers and all of these people who are all taking orders from these higher ups. Yeah. And so, you know, she was a slave. She was a sex slave and she's being trafficked at this time. And but she had a lot less. She had a lot more control over her life. So like she could party with people and stuff because she hadn't really rebelled. Well, we believe that this was the first major rebellion against the control from Lou Taylor and um, and, and, and all of these elite. When you say who Lou Taylor is. Lou Taylor uh, is an elite uh, manager, agent. I don't know if she's an attorney or not, uh, but she, like Kanye West, like uh, tons of people like that, um, she manages their career, has something to do with that. She's, she, you know, Penny says she's the devil. She's like the person up there that, like, manages all of the people that are in the Illuminati, the mega elite stars basketball players stuff like that and um and so uh penny was all in the news recently for uh stealing britney's money you know um and you know while she was under this conservatorship that they had her under so that was the first time that we believe that she rebelled against um the illuminati or the powers or lou or whoever it was that was controlling her and um and so Wait, she married Jason. She, she's thinking she at this, that point, she was thinking she was a normal girl in a way. I mean, she knows she's not normal, but she just had a moment where she just wanted to be normal. And for those of you not watching, Southerners love to get married at a young age. So don't judge us. OK, uh, <laughs> that was first married when I was 18. You know, um, not saying it's the smartest thing to do or anything like that. But it you know, it is it is a thing that that does happen. Okay, sorry, Chaz. I just want to make sure the audience kind of understands, like, okay. what could have been going through her head, you know, at this yeah. time of, like, right. and well, she always to rescue you, you know, your husband she always husband. had a crush on Jason, and Jason, like myself, is a big old guy, you know, and he played linebacker and fullback mm -hmm. in college. I mean, freak athlete, just big, strong, tough, badass dude. So he. he was I could see where she was he was like a protector to her and she always had a crush on him as crazy as it may seem she was in a Disney club and stuff but he always had the prettiest girl in school and Brittany he said was a little bit of an outcast whenever they were young you know and uh she well, because she kept dance. being chopped around to the Disney mm -hmm. uh MK Ultra factory right exactly her her brain was being exactly you got it so mm -hmm. Um, so she always had a crush on him. So you think about it, like he was the guy in the town that she always was in love with and he had a little crush on her, but it was not the same for him. But so now, you know, both of them always had feelings for each other. So now she gets to marry the guy of her dreams that she always, the one guy and where she grew up that she just was in love with. <clears throat> so it was like a dream come true to her. And, um, and so they went and got married and then um you know they were coming down from this 
this big trip, this big high that they were doing. He said after seven or 10 days or something like that, no sleep, he said, I finally, I fell asleep and, uh, or we fell asleep and he was like, and I must've slept 10, 15 hours. And when I woke up, Brittany wasn't in the bed. She was nowhere around and I'm yelling, Brittany. And uh, it was silence. I couldn't hear, you know, he said this, this penthouse was big enough to where you could be in other rooms and not here. So, uh, he looked all around and was calling her name and couldn't find her. And he said, finally, um, in all the way on the other side, there was a, um, there was a huge bathroom it was all white marble, the size of this room. This room is probably 40 by 20. And there was like a bunch of huge showers with like multiple showers in it, like a college football locker room and benches and stuff like for a sex capade basically. And, and he said he went in there and when he opened the door, his jaw just dropped and he was like, and so Brittany and like eight or 10 other people were having a full on orgy. And this is, I'm not telling this to hurt Brittany because I feel like she's my sister. You know, I, like I, I love her for Jason, you know, and I hope that they get are happy can 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 free themselves from all from this control they've been under. I'm not I'm not doing this to hurt her reputation, but to to let people know that the type of control that she's been on, this is just part of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think she organized it. No. <laughs> you know, she no. was right. forced to participate in it most likely, I think, right? I think our audience can see past that she was not in control of her situation. Right. So yeah. he said this guy, and it must have been one of her managers or somebody, it was an older guy that he didn't know or whatever. I don't think he knew who the guy was, but it was like an older guy. And he was having sex with her. And, you know, I won't go into graphic details, but uh, she just turned and looked at it because he said, my heart just broke, you know, because we had just got married and we were going to run away together, you know, and she kept wanting to go to Ibiza or, 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 uh, or, or Hawaii. She kept saying Ibiza. She wanted to leave and go there. And so, you know, I told her I was going to protect her and this was going to be over with. This control was going to be over with. And so, you know, he, but he said, so his heart just dropped and it just broke his heart, you know, but at that point in time, he was, he's fixed with fight or flight mode to where it was like, okay, she already told me about this. She, 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 she run me down on this. And she told me, you know, this is, this is, you know, this, what is, they what did. You signed, this is what you signed up for the life that you signed up for. So, so, cause she turned and, and she just, she just smiled like, like that looking at him like, yeah, like, come on, jump in or whatever. And so he was in fight or fight flight mode. And he said he had one of two choices. Either he could start crying and turn around and run away and be like, never talk to me again, you know, and everything's ruined or he could jump in. So he said he, you know, he manned up and he just took his clothes off and he went and found, found the hottest one, you know, one of our back, backup dancers and went to town. And, you know, he said that's not what he wanted to do, but he, that's what he was faced with, that choice. And he 
didn't want to look like a wimp to his new wife, you know, and mess mess up what they had. So he, <laughs> that he, just he, sounds so foreign to me. You know, I, I you know, know, I know. It does, I know. yeah. No judgment, right? But come on, I just started knocking people out. Me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you think you, know, you just yeah. got married like the day before? You know, right? Yeah, and so, so, um, you know, he took part in that, and then, um, and then, so after, so I guess he went back to sleep or something like that, and or they were just laying around. But she came in, this was maybe the same day, maybe the next day. She came in frantic, scared. She came into their room, into the bedroom or whatever, and was like, we got to go now. Get your shit. We got to go right now. Like, we cannot, she was like, we cannot stay here. My mom knows, and she's coming. And when she gets her, this shit is all over with. The wedding, everything. She was like, we got to go now. And he knew her mom from from Kentwood. Right, yeah, they, they, they're from the same little country town. He knew her mom. And so, uh, you know, he, he wasn't, you know, he's just like me. Like, you know, he had no concept of the power that these people had, you know. And, uh, and he was just a country bumpkin, you know what I mean? He was a young country kid who had no knowledge of any kind of legal stuff and and so and he's coming down from this major high too you know and so um but she kept saying we got to go now we can go anywhere you want to let's go to abiza she kept saying abiza let's go to abiza we can go to abiza i think maybe there's no jurist uh what do you call it uh extradition, extradition. or something extradition yeah and well, like that's where you know back i didn't even know where that was for years i just I still don't. <laughs> yeah, it's some, it's some place a lot of a lot of the mega rich go to have orgies and stuff now, apparently. But you know, this was way back before anybody knew what, what even what Ibiza was. It's in Spain, and so uh, she kept saying, "We can go to Ibiza right now. We can take my jet. We go to Ibiza. We can go to we can go to Hawaii. Wherever you want to go in the world, we can go. But we got to go right now because when my mom gets here, this is all over. Because our mom was our manager." at that time and even though other people started managing her her mama was the one who who you know gave her mom and dad gave her up you know to these people and made her a slave and so um and so he was just like just like me not scared of nothing you know and he was like Shh, i ain't worried about your mama she ain't gonna do nothing you know and and she was upset with him that but he just i think he rolled over and went back to sleep and so when he woke up britney was gone and they took britney and you don't know if it was in another hotel room or on or took away on a flight he has no idea he never saw britney again and so her mom had him now you know he's coming down from this major high you know, so he's out whacked out of it, and so her mom, her mom, they put him in a, they separated him, and they put him in this big meeting room, like at a board table, a big board table, and there were eight lawyers on the other side, and then her mom, who was doing most of the talking, and her mom played the, you know, 
lady that he knows, the nice country lady. And she was, she, she told him now, now Jason, and she, she was patting him on his shoulder, like, and rubbing him like this, you know, now Jason, you, you know, we love you and, and we want y'all to be together, but we, just the way this looks, it just, it's just not right. And it could really hurt Britney's career, you know, if y'all do it like this. And so you don't want to hurt Britney, do you? And he was like, no, ma'am. You know, and so, so, right. So yeah. and she was like, well, all we need you to do is like, we want y'all to be together. And in six months, if y'all still want to get married, we, you know, y'all can, we'll keep y'all in touch. And, but, you know, we're just gonna, we're gonna undo this and then we'll do it with cameras and family and everything and make it do it right. You know, because if we do it like this, it's just a night thing. It could really hurt her career. And we got to build up to that. And so, um, and so he believing being a dumb country kid, you know, and believing this lady that has known all his life, he did what she said. And he said it was like eight, 10 pages of, you know, legalese, you know, lawyer, mumbo jumbo. By the way, he had no attorney present, correct? Correct. And so they probably said that one of those eight attorneys was his. I was going to say, by the way, if you have not personally hired an attorney that you know, love and trust, never sit in a room with attorneys. Don't say anything. Don't mention anything. And definitely don't sign anything. Well, the, uh, I learned that the hard way. Yeah. And, and so we, we, on yesterday's show, we talked about, uh, you know, the state national thing. And you mentioned it a bit, Chaz, but, uh, you know, David Strait has been out there saying that the bar is actually the biggest enemy of the people. And, uh, he's probably right. Cause that's the mechanism through which the Illuminati works. Every major, every sheriff, almost every sheriff, every, but every like politician, they're all lawyers. They all are part of the bar and it stands for British. You know, just think about that for a second. British. Mm-hmm. It stands for something with British. We are all indentured servants to the crown and nobody knows it. This is the biggest scam going on and it's been going on for many years and I can go way off into that, but I'm going to keep on t- subject cause I'm bad at going off on tangents. Um, so, so, um, she got him to sign this not it is an nd non-disclosure agreement and he, he couldn't write a book for 10 years or anything like that and so um you know he basically signed his life away and all he got uh you know because he never saw britney again for at least for several months it might have been when she was with kfed kevin federlein i can't remember that like did he talk to her six months later or was it two years later, but they completely just lied and, you know, committed fraud against them, which, you know, a contract is not really, it's it's a null and void contract. If, if there's no, if you, if you're not properly represented, if you were coerced, if there, if you were under duress, which all of those things were, it's a null and void contract. So legally and lawfully they owe him hundreds of millions of dollars. So that divorce is really not a valid divorce. So, but anyway, so that's, this is why he's been under all this attack for so long because he has legal rights to a whole bunch of money. So they have to defame him 
and lock him up. So now whenever he comes out, he's been a prisoner. He's been a jailbird. It's all for the narrative, right? All for, same all thing for they TMZ. Did, same thing they did to me. Same thing yep. they did to me. Yeah. And so, and so, um, you know, he, he, he signed his life away. And so ever since then, he, he didn't talk to her for a long time. And then the next time she, she had been handled, you know, they were MK ultra handlers and there's these big black box security handling, handling her and stuff. I mean, these people are CIA operatives and stuff. So they know how to break your mind down and, um, and reprogram your brain. And it's, and it's a real sick, sick thing, you know? And so that's why people say like local people are like, Oh, but she look at her videos now. She's like half naked or she's naked and she's doing a, she, yeah, she is crazy. She needs to be in another house. Well, what happened was, you know, they would program her and then she would veer off and break away from the control that they had her under. So the first time was with Jason. And then the second time was with K-Fed when she was with Kevin Federline. And that's when she shaved her head and had the umbrella and was beat, trying beating his car or whatever. She was going crazy because she was being complete. She was a slave, a literal and, and the, slave. The, the programming in her head, you know, messes up with people. And if they go off script, they go really crazy off script. Yeah. And so she was fighting. She was fighting for her life is what she was doing. But everybody else sees, oh, she shaved her head and she was going, you know, going berserk. Well, you would too. So would I. Anybody would that was going through, we're going through that. You know, the things that we've, we've been through with our kids and stuff, anybody, you know, dads are killing themselves by the millions all over the world for the silver bullet, for false allegations and being 50 or false uh, charges on, you know, yeah, restraining orders people, and all kinds of things. And don't get me wrong. There are victims out there, but absolutely, sometimes absolutely. the victims are men. And they, yeah, and those men need to have their hands, their fingers cut off every one at a time. If, if, if I don't believe, you know, you don't put your hands on a woman, even if she hits you, you might restrain her, but if I hit a woman, I crush all the bones in their face. Like, it's like yeah. hitting a child. Women are fragile. You know, you just don't hit women. But for every real case out there that that men are beating up on women, which there are a bunch of them. Yeah, for sure. There's probably two of them that are phony because the lawyers are using it to get control of money. And so um, anyway, so so we get to closer to now to the present time. So in the last few years, um, Jason has, uh, you know, he's been under coercive control and this is very similar situation. Uh, so he met his his the mother of his child, Lisa. I don't know what her last name is, but we found out through an investigator that she was uh she she called his dad in kentwood to and jace was out in la at the time and she, to do an interview with him and to follow up on him and britney story so it turns out there's pay stubs where she got paid in her account from one of the accounts that was attached to the management company and uh and uh what do you call it the thing over her life the um conservative ship mm -hmm. yeah the money was linked so 
his so this lady comes and meets him and she's just a few years older than him she's a pretty lady said and so you know they ended up hooking up that right off the bat he said i don't know why i answered this my dad said this lady wants to do an interview with you so i took the interview and she said well i'm right here in la and so they came and they met and they hit it off and you know i guess he was down and out and so he ended up honey potted he got honey potted right and so he still How never honey pot me he still <laughs> doesn't want to believe this he wants to believe this is organic. You know what I'm saying? That, of course. You know, because he had a child with her. He wants to believe that this is organic. The same way Brittany wants to believe that Sam Asgari was was uh, was not a plant in her life. And I'll get to that. But um, so after they dated a few months or a year or something like that, they were in San Francisco where her mom lives. And um, she's a drunk. She drinks wine every day, like a lot, and she gets belligerent and abusive. And um, she was outside their, their building, apartment complex, whatever, and she was going nuts, screaming and cursing and calling the, call the cops and stuff and throwing his stuff out the door and stuff like that. And so he, you know, they were basically married at the time, you know, like common law married. Common law. And so he just scoops her up like you would. Uh, your bride through the pathway or whatever through the over the threshold, threshold. You just so you right. a right. romantic lift so so they didn't get go to jail for for uh you know disturbing a piece or whatever because and so you know he was just looking out for both of them and he had her like that well she was kicking her legs were kicking and like that and as he found the corner it was like a brick wall corner and she kicked that brick wall with her shin and it broke her leg, snapped it. And, you know, of course he was like, Oh my, you know, like he was so sorry, you know, and, and he didn't do it. She did it to herself really. But, but anyway, so she called the cops, cops or the cops came and, and, um, she never got him out. She deliberately did what I believe she was programmed to do, which was, you know, get defame him and so he went to jail for like four or five months for spousal abuse it was an accident but she didn't most girlfriends and trust me i went to jail for 90 days falsely in prison for nothing and i talked to a bunch of dudes in there and like most of the time the girls say they always say oh he choked me and then they turn around and they go to the da two weeks later and they start missing him and say look I, I said that, but it wasn't true. And, you know, I want my husband or I want my boyfriend back. Please let him go. You know, please don't press charges on me. And they let him go, you know. But but if you're in never, the public spotlight, you never see that retraction. You right. know, it so makes she, the story and then that's it. Well, she was a nobody. And she was just, he, according to him, she was a nobody. And she was just like obsessed with Britney Spears and obsessed with him. And it was like, so she was a fan. And I guess he, he, he liked that. He, he was taken back by that. So, you know, they hit it off and ended up hooking up. And then so, but she was very jealous of Brittany, you know, and, um, but look at it from her perspective. She's dating, living with her idols. Husband. Husband. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, 
So she was obsessed with them. And so she and left collecting them. money and collecting money at the same time from and so the, she, the was, she, was, she was paid by somebody that works for Britney's. Yes, because I'll management. tell you what they do. They send someone else in to entertain the husband, right? To get to get them like all distracted and um, whatever they, you know, anything but to come back to Brittany so that they can show Brittany, you know, his mind off of her mm -hmm. and, and get him occupied right. with somebody with else. So that's what he, that's what she did. She left him that's in there. She never got him out. She never attempted to get him out. And then, so he, he's like, I don't know why, but I went back to her and, um, you know, and we worked it out and then she ended up getting pregnant and, uh, and at some point in time, they moved back to Louisiana because he, like like I did, uh, he worked in the oil and gas industry as a boiler maker. Uh, they make good money, you know, around here. If you don't have a college, if you're not a doctor or a lawyer, work in the plants. That's what, in Louisiana, that's what we do. And so he uh, he was working, he had to make money, you know, and so, and to support his family. And so they moved, and the baby was born here in Covington, Madisonville, Mandeville area, which is a high income area. And that's where they were living. And uh, the baby was born here. And then he was off in Lake Charles, like four hours away working while the baby was home. And she kidnapped the child and went back to California and had her car shipped. She flew and had her mom ship the car back. And so that's kidnapping. He didn't, he didn't know, like he didn't, he had no legal, you know, understanding. And I had to explain that to him, dude. That's kidnapping. Like, if you no, go Southerners back, just think Southerners just think, well, they'll come back. Right. Come well, back. so he chased <laughs> her out there. He, you know, when he got off his job or whatever, or quit his job, and he chased her out there. You know, please, you know, we have a baby. You know, you know, and so the whole time she's controlling him. You know, and so and now she's got this baby to control him. You know, and so um, they finally they decided they were living in Sacramento for I don't know a year or two. And they finally, you know, decided they needed to move somewhere closer back, not Louisiana because she hated Louisiana, but they needed somewhere closer back to where he could travel back and forth to where he could work turnarounds these seven days a week, 12 hours a day and make the big money. And she could be close by. And he's like, let her pick out wherever she wanted to go. Well, turns out, and we just found this out through Penny that, the one place in the whole country that she chose to live was Nashville, Tennessee. Well, Nashville, we just learned, just so happens to be the same city that um, Lou Taylor and her husband had this big mega church, right? And that's where her house is, and that's like her main base or whatever is there. And, you know, Nashville's just like another L.A. It's just like another Hollywood. There's a bunch of, there's a bunch of people, you know, in the, in the music industry and stuff like that that live there. So it's just like an extension of L.A. So L.A. to, to Nashville, and, and it's right there in the same town where she's got a whole network of people to influence him, right? Mm -hmm. So she goes, so she chooses Nashville, so he's been the last few years he's been fighting with this girl and she's put phony restraining orders on him and uh during this time okay last few years when he's been living with me on and off like she'd kick him out 
he would not have anywhere to go. He'd come stay here, helping my friend out. And so during that time, he's talking to Brittany the whole time the last few years. And I would sit here and listen to him on speakerphone, talk to her for hours, many, many times. And I even she even asked him, have you talked to Chaz? And, 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 and I spoke up and I was like, hey, you know, and I feel like I know you. I've been here through the whole process and everything. And I, they were always talking about, you know, being in love. They were always talking about, um, they always said, I love you. Both of them always said, I love you when they ended the conversation. And he talked, you know, about making a baby with her and she would giggle. You know what I'm saying? Like she was entertaining it, you know? And, um, and so she was saying that she was under control. Like black box security had all of her phones. They would, they would take her phones and they'd clone her phones and then they would switch them and they'd switch the numbers in the phone somehow with the technology that they have. Mm -hmm. And so everybody that her cousins, her friends back home, everybody that she would think she would text them, be texting them. They wouldn't answer the phone. She'd be calling. They wouldn't answer the phone. They would only text and they would mm -hmm. be like, uh, just leave me alone. You're, you know, you're, you're crazy and stuff. They all call her crazy, like gaslighting her. But know? it's but, yeah, but but it's an operative who's actually answering those right. things. Right. Yeah, it's like a yeah. CIA operative, one of these big time uh, mm -hmm. you know, security guys that are probably ex CIA or whatever. And so she had to sneak phones in order to be able to talk to Jason over the last few years. And sometimes they would find them and they were drugging her and putting drugs in her food and stuff. And so she was a complete slave. And they had a Doberman. I don't remember the name of the, there's two Dobermans one for outside and one for inside. And the Doberman kept her in her, her room as a slave. And, 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 and it like guard dog would not let her leave. And then there was one outside and, you know, on his video. So he's, he, uh, we started talking about going freer and I was like, you know, she was saying, uh, she wanted to wait and to see, I got a court date next month, you know, I want to see what happens with uh, the court date because I was telling him, dude, won't you just tell her, like, if she's really captive and what really wants to be free, then, you know, I'm a two-time world champion heavyweight MMA fighter. I was like, there's very few people in the world that I can't knock out with one punch. I was like, so, and I was like, are our bodyguards big? Are they big badass dudes or what? And he was like, no. I was like, how many are there? Oh, usually two. So she's usually got two bites. So I said, why don't you just tell her to meet us somewhere, like a coffee shop where she wants, where she likes, or a mall that she likes to go to, or, or a, a restaurant, and go to the restroom and tell her we'll be there. You know what I'm saying? We'll be waiting for you. And 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 go to the bathroom, and we'll jump Let's out. I'll, I'll knock one of them out, and then, Jason, you knock the other one out. If you can't knock him out, we'll jump him and knock him out, and then – she's free and that will jump in a car and take her on a plane and they can run away again to Ibiza where she wanted to go, wherever we want to go to get away where, you know, this time they could get married for real. And this is what we talked about. And so, um, but she wanted to wait. She wanted to wait until she saw what happened. And then in, in, in the Supreme court, I guess it was. And so that's when she recorded you can tell she, she, cause she, 
couldn't say that she recorded it, but you can tell she recorded that that press that uh, recording of her talking to the judge in the courtroom because you can hear the phone ding. It was at, in her phone. It was her phone recording what she was saying on the stand because she never wow. got to speak for herself because they were just she's you know not yeah. able to speak for herself. She's like a, a invalid or something, you know, and so. So she finally got to speak to the judge, and that's when she said, look, I can't take my IUD out. I can't have a baby. I can't eat what I want to eat. I can't have friends. I can't go somewhere riding a car with my boyfriend. You know, I can't do and nothing. And that was her own phone that recorded that. Yes. And so I think she you released it. News there. She released it from to some press. She released it. No, you can hear it. It's dinging. It's, it's her phone. And so so she that's what she was waiting on because, you know, she didn't want us to bust her out because she might be able to get it done legally, you know? And so that's what she did she released it. And that's what started the free Britney movement. And so that's when, you know, there was big all over people on Instagram, Facebook, free Britney and stuff. And, and people were standing behind her and going to her court dates and stuff like that. And, um, it might've started before then. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think it did start before that, but it certainly, uh, reignited yeah, the fire behind the campaign, but her fans have known she's been MK Ultra for a yeah, long, I'm, long time. I'm not a friend. I'm not a fan. I like. I, I don't dislike her, but I look at her like my boys. You, you, you don't. Uh, you don't strike me as like a person who sits there with the headphones dancing to Britney Spears. Well, no, I'm just saying like, <laughs> it's just like the only reason I got anything to say about Britney Spears is because my best friend married her and we've lived this whole thing together, you know, and I've been eyewitness to all of this stuff happening to the dude, you know? And so, so all of this time they're telling each other, they love each other. So then, so some things started changing after that recording came out because then they had to play damage control. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so. They made it appear as if, you know, all this and then automatically now Sam uh, got engaged. Well, before that, she's I'm sitting there listening to her in the, in the back room, in Jason's room, telling uh, telling Jason that, like, she wondered if he was gay because he's never around. He doesn't he doesn't you know, he's, he's hardly ever there, you know, and it's just like. It's almost like she didn't want to believe that, just like she wanted to believe it was organic, too, because she had nobody. The team Britney, her her managers, her, her uh, publicists, all of that stuff, anybody that got close to her, they would fire them. Mm -hmm. So she, her makeup artist, she got close to them, they fired them. Hairstylist got close to them, they fired them. So nobody could help her escape. This is how serious this is. Real yeah. life slavery and so and so um and so right around that time that's when sam when she was telling us well i don't know if he's gay or not she was laughing making fun of him and jason was like oh he's definitely gay like you know if he's got britney spears you know if he's if he's really if he really loves you or whatever i know i would be over there doing my manly duties at least three or four times a week i mean just i mean I hate to him too like i mean she's a hot girl you know what i mean like you know either he one or two things either he's seeing a whole bunch of other women on the side 
or he don't like women. You know, it's one of one of the two. And she said that he never like wants to do anything. And so all of her time every day, she'd be on the phone with Jason for hours, you know, and he wouldn't he wouldn't be around. So I tried to tell both of them. I was like, well, think about this for a while. Nobody's allowed around her. They won't let anybody close to her for years. They won't let anybody close to her. What they allowed this dude to. How's that work? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Think about that for a second. They won't let anybody get close to her. Nobody be friends with her. But this one dude who's a model looking dude, somebody that they can control, that can manipulate a handler. Mm-hmm. He's the only one that was allowed to her. Why would they let one person be? Because he would be trying to help her escape if he was really on her side and really. Well, and, and that's probably why they wanted to send in a gay guy because they didn't want that intimacy to happen. There you go. That hey, I never even thought about thought about it like that, but that mm-hmm. makes perfect sense. And so, so you know, we he would be making fun of him, and she'd be laughing. You know what I'm saying? And and and. And they, they never had sex, you know, and like she what she questioned, you know, uh, his. I'm even going to point people to a July 7th post that she made on her Instagram. Um, Jeff, I'll even try to send it to you to see if we can bring it up on the screen because it's pretty telling for exactly what Chaz is saying. I literally I'm bringing some of these things up as you're talking, Chaz. And we, and we, we don't have to play the sound. So if Jeff just brings it up, you'll know. Everybody will know why it is that he's bringing it up because this is you're sending it in the chat. Yeah, I'm going to send it in the chat. Yeah. All right. Is it is it her singing one of her songs? No, it's actually her with this guy, and you can see his body language. Like his body language says everything. She's hot and and on a boat. They're out on a boat, and um, he he's basically like just coming away, like pulling away from her almost, like as if. He doesn't even want her to touch him. She goes to kiss him, and it looks like he almost turns his cheek. It's it's awkward. Sorry, Chaz. Keep going, and then I just wanted everybody to know. You well, know. I know about this because because in New Orleans during the time that we were into that like rave scene when we were like twenty years old was there was a lot of DJs, raves, and stuff parties that we all went to in New Orleans and Baton Rouge, and. <laughs> There were a couple of DJs here that were like famous around here, you know, and they, they were, I never knew it, but, but they were gay. I found out years later they were gay, but they always kept a really hot girlfriend. And one of them was my friend and I, you know, I was in love with her and, and, and I was like, the white, you know, uh, she says he never will have sex with me. Like, I don't know what's it, it, it wrong. He must be cheating on me and stuff. We're around each other all the time. He never wants to have sex. I was like, there's only one or two things. Either he's seeing somebody else. It could be a testosterone issue, but he was like 25 years old. So that ain't mm-hmm. it. Either that or he don't really like. And so it turns out several of these DJs that had the hottest girls in Louisiana as their girlfriends were actually gay. And they kept a really hot beautiful supermodel looking girl with them because it you know attracted good looking young men that want to be around them like us you know so that that it makes perfect sense what you're saying and i 
I never thought about it like that, but it, yeah, about the connection and stuff. But that's just one plus one equals two. If you, uh, a young viral, virile man is going to want to be sexually active with a beautiful young woman. Yeah, a, a single guy, you know, that age, Britney Spears. Yeah, yeah, yeah of yeah. course. So, so anyway, so I witnessed all this stuff and, and, and we had made plans. Jason was like wanting to hold off to the go. Let's just go out there and save her. Let's go knock him out and take her away to, to freedom. And, uh, and, and she wanted to wait and stuff. And so it got to the point where she was like, well, then after she started to get some freedom because of the media, so they had to make it look like she was free. But something happened, and she stopped talking to Jason for a while. And um, because he had recordings, I gave him a phone. So I had this LG phone that I got from Walmart because iPhones, you can't put this app on it where it records all of the incoming and outgoing calls. And so when I started, when I finally had my last lawyer that I knew I was going to record, I, I, I told him my name, my number was changed and I got this phone and I got a little device that looks like a jump drive and it's got a switch on it and it's a high def recording device that I record all my meetings with lawyers and everything with. I got hundred hours of, of recordings that are proof that I've been set up and stuff. Well, I, the phone was like that too. I told my lawyer, you know, I got a new phone, called me on this number. So all of my recordings proving that my that my lawyer threw my case and was working against me, I got it all recorded. So I wasn't using it anymore. So I said, here, Jason, you can just go put 30 bucks on here or whatever and put the minutes on there and you can use that phone because his phone broke. And so then they were talking. He was like, man, I wish I could have this recorded. Or I wish I could record Lisa and all of this insane attack she's putting me under and stuff like that because she keeps going to cops with phony stuff. And I was like, well, you know, that phone I gave you, it, it has a recording on it. All your incoming, outcoming calls are recorded. So, so he was like, he was like, really? So then he went back and started listening. All of him and Brittany's conversations were recorded. And then he started recording him and Lisa when Lisa would be attacking him when he went back to uh, Nashville and she'd be belligerent drunk and he would get, you know, he basically had all the proof in the world that she was the aggressor and that, you know, and so, um, but then, you know, that, so now he's got recordings of Brittany. Now there's a couple of internet, uh, like Instagram, um, uh, well, well, hold on, Chaz. Let's let's pick that up in a second because I want to just cover off this one recording. So I haven't seen this yet, uh, okay. but we're just going to play a minute. But this is uh, Brittany with, uh, well, I, I, do gay guys wear pink shirts? Yes, this, and my husband wears pink shirts. That's nothing. My my wife that, wants you know. That doesn't to mean I, shirts, I, 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 don't. I used to wear pink all the time. If you really Real comfortable wear in, pink. in your sexuality. I'm not against wearing pink, guys. Okay, let's, let's just look at the body language of this for a second. Yes. Okay, so just like uh, 
she goes to kiss him and it's like it's just a a peck. Like, he, he, does, he doesn't engage. No. <laughs> like you didn't and, want to be there. And I didn't want to play more of that video. Yeah. <laughs> right. So so yeah, so I, people have to take into consideration. Um, you know, they say she looks crazy and stuff like that. You would be too. And so would I. And yeah. like, look, I've almost went crazy a few times because when you take a person and you falsely imprison them or you falsely 5150 them to control them and you take their children from them and use them as pawns, really loving parents that really, really love their parent, their kids, like more than anything in the world, I would take a bullet for my kids in a second. Like, and so to use our children, all three of us use our children against us, you know, uh, and in your case, Chaz, there's there's actually a lot of money involved as well, right? Yes. Yeah. And I wanted to show this just real quick. This is the uh, clerk of courts records. This is just to show. This is just one of the. See if I can get it to where you can see it. Can you see all those zeros? Hold on. Let me. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna make your screen big here. Oh, there's yeah, there's a lot of zeros there. That's <laughs> 50, $50 million. And then I go out. This is clerk of court. And that's record. just one line item. There's more. That, that's official clerk of court records. It says up there. Somebody can zoom it. But just as long as you get it. Yep. Then somebody could zoom if they need for if they need proof. But look, there's there, there's a bunch of those. There's six different $50 million mortgages on there. Not counting the 226 rental properties that her father had put in her name uh, for the <laughs> almost 10 years we were married. So half of that money is mine legally and lawfully. And so, you know, I wasn't really going after the money, but when they started, uh, you know, she falsified. So this falsified. is about your, about your case, correct? Yeah. So yeah. we're moving. Okay. Just to clarify for so, so that's, that's what, how our cases are correlated. It's, the mega elites and her dad's involved in your ex-wife's dad, your ex-wife, your ex-father-in-law. Okay. Right. He's involved and has always been involved in the fixing of the sheriff's cell here in Tadgeville Parish. And I don't know if that's still going on because I reported them and stuff. Uh, probably so because they're very arrogant and just like do whatever they want to do. But, you know, it's a major real estate scam, which I wrote to President Trump about it and emailed him and uh at the time bill barr before we found out that he was not trump's ally but uh uh you know the doj the fbi you name it nobody will touch my case and i have all the proof in the world and i have you know you look at this just a case that's all evidence that's all evidence right here this is all notes notebooks full of notes like I'm, I'm just going to say this for don't don't take this the wrong way, Chaz. But for a country boy, you look very organized. <laughs> well, yeah, um, and Southerners yeah, are not dumb, by the way. No, 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 know, no, we're not dumb. For, for a Southern guy, a, a MMA fighter, uh, this has got to be so I'm hard dis, for you. I'm to, dyslexic. I'm dyslexic, and I didn't find out until I was an adult, and I got diagnosed as an adult, and uh, because I've been on you know taking medications. ADHD. They misdiagnosed me when I was a kid. 
put me on ADHD medicine when I was in the third grade. You stopped taking that, right? That's that's what they try to do. Yeah, they try to put the children on that medication. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would never let my kids get on that. But no, I still take it. I can't function without it. I can. When I my whole fight career, I got off of it, and I was on uh like extreme like pro work uh pre workouts, which uh, caffeine and hydras, which is almost the same thing. But that makes my blood pressure go really high. Sad. Sad. I need to get you on switch away. We're not, hey. I didn't even intend for a commercial here, Jeff. Sorry, but I'm doing a commercial break. Switchaway.com forward slash ROR. Chaz, we'll talk about this afterwards because you got to get, you got to get off that medication. Yeah. Yeah. You, okay. you can get off it. And, and in fact, you should, uh, we just talked about it, but uh, on Monday night, Tucker Carlson did a, his opening monologue and he talks about those drugs and stuff like that. And apparently it'll take about 12 weeks to get out of your system. Mm -hmm. So if you go off it, the effects are still there. Uh, But yeah, no, that you should, you should watch, go back to Monday uh, and watch the Tucker Carlson opening. It's, it's quite revealing. I I don't have any question. I just, it's just how to do it because I was 90 days in jail because I I take, you know, being with this person going through uh, the abuse uh, I, you know, I went with mental, emotional abuse and physical abuse and, um, and, 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 you know, I got on SSRIs, you know, uh, for, for depression and, and anxiety and stuff like that. And so those lead to another one just leads to another leads to another. So, I mean, yeah. literally people, I mean, I, you know, I'm no doctor, but anybody who wants to, maintain their health or get much healthier there's much better ways to do it much, well, much better ways to do it. But, we'll but talk I about that later because y'all can give me y'all can give me advice on how to and stuff but so so basically here, let, let, let me try to get back because i don't want to get be here three, well i just wanted hours. to make the one point though of be, with your background as a fighter and stuff like that to be as organized as you have as you mm-hmm. are this is this is a tremendous effort, and it, I think it just shows how much you actually love your kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've, you know, and I've went to the extremes, I've, you know, from writing the president to, you know, um, writing every the attorney disciplinary board, the judiciary commission, the everybody, the FBI, the state police, they all point the finger at the other one. You know, I got video recordings of me at the attorney general's office serving. An affidavit to the attorney general and they try to tell me I couldn't. I said, you've been served on video. Like, you know, uh, so, so anyway, so, but Jason, Jason is in jail right now because he finally, he got handled in, uh, by some handlers that I believe must have worked for, uh, Lou Taylor or somewhere in that network. Um, these Christians now, like I'm a pretty devout Christian. Uh, I, you know, I read at least a few Bible verses a day, every single day of my life. And I pray and I pray with my boys every night before we go to bed, if, unless they fall asleep or something. But, um, but you know, I'm, I've been doing that for like 20 years and, and the whole time me and Jason, I've always tried to get Jason to, um, to accept Jesus Christ as his savior, you know, and, and, and 
become a godly man. And he's just always been like, he didn't know, you know what I mean? Like he was like agnostic, I guess you could say, cause he watched so much misinformation and stuff. So, but he's got an Illuminati right here on his, I got American flag right here on his inner uh, forearm. He's got an Illuminati pyramid with the eye on the top of it or whatever. And some kind of, now he says that it was because uh, they had such a huge influence in his life. And, you know, it was just like awareness or whatever. I don't know, you know, but I did hear Brittany say one time, cause you know, he was giving her a hard time. Like, why won't you just, you know, do whatever and meet me or just do whatever, just leave him and let's just go or whatever. And, 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 I think he was giving her a hard time or something like that. And I remember she said, well, you sold yourself. You, you sold your soul to the devil, Jason. And he looked at me like, like I wasn't supposed to hear that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I don't know any, if he, what he got, well, Jesus can still save him, Chaz. Right. So I believe that. To, I believe you need, that. You need but, to make sure it doesn't matter what he's got on his arm. He just needs to know that he can he can be saved. It doesn't matter that you know they they could think that he sold his soul to the devil, but that doesn't mean that he has to continue. No, that you can break that contract, and yeah, right. I know that the Holy for, Spirit can redeem anybody, anything. That's fix, right. Any, anything that's broken, all things are new. Have become new. And, and so, Chaz, when when so for two questions, uh, the first one is, where is he being held right now? He is in um and and if you go to my Facebook, my um my Instagram is C H A Z Morgan M O R G A N seven Chaz Morgan seven and then Chaz Morgan um, seven and then mm -hmm. yeah and then don't go to my fan page because that's just an old fight page. There's nothing on there. Uh, if you just like Chaz Morgan, you can do it, but. I love the likes, but um, but my actual personal page is is, is open, and it's just Chaz Morgan, uh, C H A Z M O R G A N, and it's a picture of me in a white hat and a, a white shirt, and I'm kneeling down with my son at a baseball game, and he's got like a ring for like winning the championship or whatever. So that's my Facebook. So you can go on there and on my Instagram, and you can see lots of stuff on there, information, lots of information where you know maybe the next time we talk or something like that uh you know I, I, I could go off in a million different well I, I, I think you've given a good overview today do you happen to have any of the audio recordings okay from so that's that's what i wanted to get to so right now yesterday if you go on my facebook i did a live um he didn't know i was doing it wasn't anything shice or anything but i just wanted to bring things to light and and i think that's how i got connected with you guys through penny when I, she saw that I, I went um on on uh facebook live and i the investigator for the ventura county which ventura county is the one with the uh <clears throat> with the uh that's where her house is or whatever in ventura county they put him in jail for trying to go to her wedding to uh, Brittany's home. Right. 
Yeah. And so Ventura County Sheriff's Department is the one that on the sheriff uh, emblem has got those child molester uh, swirl. Tri- yeah, it's like a triangle inside a triangle like yeah. thing. But just like the, the the one of them's called the boy lover and one of them's called the little boy lover, mm-hmm. which the, the, cir- the circle one is the druid. That's an ancient druid symbol. That's where that comes from, which is witchcraft. But but so I talked to him live. And so like hundreds of people saw me talk to him and listen to the conversation or are still watching. So anybody can go to my Facebook and watch that live uh, recording of me talking to the investigator and telling them we have, I don't personally have in my possession, but mutual friends of Jason and I, because Jason, this is the thing. This is why she got mad at Jason because Jason played one of the recordings because one of their old associates, Allie, somebody uh, wanted to, and she's a handler too, wanted to, uh, believe you know wanted to say that it wasn't Brittany who he was talking to and stuff and so he played a little bit of the recording back to show her and the girl was like and, and and knew her forever and she was like no that's absolutely Brittany like because her her her, her voice is different because mm-hmm. she's got her sex kitten voice is what people hear on TV and she talks like this I'm like that's her sex kitten voice but She's got alter personalities because when they MK Ultra you, they break your mind down and so many different. So you have different personalities, different mm-hmm. voices and tones and all of that stuff. So anyway, but but she confirmed. Yeah, I think it's not Allie Carter, but uh, that's the other sex slave. But um, <clears throat> but this girl, Allie, uh, it might be Allie Spears. I don't know. But she confirmed. Yes, that's Brittany. And but then she ran ran right back <clears throat> and told Jason told Brittany that Jason's recording all your conversation, mm-hmm. and he didn't deliberately do that. He just happened to be on the phone that I gave to him, and then he realized he had it. So then he was like, "Wow, I can show people that I'm not crazy if things don't work mm-hmm. out with me and Brittany, you know, and she don't run away with me like we've been talking about doing, and then I can, you know, you know, uh, clear my name as." You know, show at least, hey, I've had a relationship with her all these years and stuff. And so this person and his associates and several of them in in Europe that are well connected in the world and in the the music industry and in the um, in the social media world. And they promote Janet Jackson and uh, Madonna and stuff like that. So they're. But they've been victimized, too. And they have. So Jason got that to them so that if he was ever locked up, that they could release it, that we would have this uh, to use as evidence. Right. And I I, I was the one that told him I was the one that told him to do that. And so, you know, and then and then so but Jason's so hard headed, like, well, he got handled. And so. The, they, they got him to go out to L.A., his handlers did, these fake church people, and he dyed his hair blonde, which is a typical MK Ultra. you know, when, they, when they've been reprogrammed, they dye their hair blonde. Uh, and so he dyed his hair blonde, and then so he's working out, and then so he goes out there, and well, she got mad at him because of that recording, because she thought 
that he was going to use it against her, but it was only backup. It was mm -hmm. only because they had plans to run away together again and get married again. Mm -hmm. But then when she heard from this girl, Allie, that, that he had been recording her, then she thought the worst. And then mm -hmm. she thought she, she, was, she's going to be suspicious. Of course. Right. And Everyone so, around her has been out to get her all her life. Right. So she got mad at him, you know, and I don't know if they ever talked after that, but he went to LA and I think he talked to her. And then, so he heard they were getting married or something. And she might have invited him there. You know what I'm saying? I can't remember like the details. I only talked to him once. He was in jail. He can't talk long, you know, but, uh, but he went there not to harm anybody, but he didn't believe we've never believed that the, it was even a real wedding. Mm -hmm. And, so apparently her mom was at the wedding. She hates her mom. And her mom was not allowed at the wedding. Yet she, her mom was at the wedding. What does that tell you? That yeah. the same people are in control over her life right now that always have been. She yeah. is not free. And Jason was there to be the hero, to save her. To go. He ran like he was jogging in a neighborhood and then darted across her yard and onto her property while they were supposedly setting up. And... He couldn't find her. She was nowhere to be found. And it was only just people working there, setting up and stuff the day of the wedding. And he video recorded. I don't have a recording of that. I saw it one time. Like I said, I'm not a fan of none of this bullshit. I do my own research. To, but, but this all, this can bring uh, awareness to my case and to their case. It can help all of us out. So that's why I'm doing it. So, you know, but I talked to that that guy yesterday, that investigator at, for the public defender's office, and they all work together. You know, they, they ain't on his team. You know, they so they they're just looking for a way to put it's him away. Justice to, we, right now. We told him. We told. I told him on the live video. I said, if you, I was like, if he's not released ASAP, then those people said that they're going to release. The recordings of Jason and Brittany, them telling each other they love each other, which is going to prove that he's not a stalker. What they're trying to say, he's not, you know, all the things that they're trying to say. not free, and that's going to prove that she's not free. Absolutely, that she, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So even even them talking about Sam being gay and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. you know, it's all recorded. So if they don't, hey, if you're listening, I don't have the recordings. But you can come get some if you want some. Mm -hmm. <laughs> come get some if you want some, because I, I I got all you want, all right. But they, they got they got in Europe multiple people have it, and if something happens to any one of us or them, it's going live and it's Smart. getting broadcast to millions and millions of people. All the evidence I have, my own ones of these that multiple people have in multiple states with my whole case file, all the recordings, everything on it. Something happens to me, they already know what to do with it. Very smart, Chaz. And wow, we, we want to keep up with this. And, uh, and certainly when, uh, obviously we want people to pray that, uh, that your friend will get out of jail um, sooner than later. Uh, yep. God, and God, work is, out. God is, God is in control. We know that. And uh, and yeah, happening and I think God's I think time. we're coming towards the end of this, uh, Chaz. Honestly, all the yeah. the signs are there, and uh, this all this stuff has to fall. 
And and man, you know, uh, I, I I actually can't wait to go on your Facebook and, and see the live you did yesterday. So uh, go on to Chaz Morgan. He's wearing a white hat. He's got a picture with his son uh, on Facebook, and uh, and you can it's Chaz Morgan seven at uh, on Instagram as well. Um, fascinating yep. story, and and you brought right. a lot of light to it. And I, I know you can go down a lot of different avenues. So. I think we'd like to have you back on the, on the show as well, Chaz. I, we're at about an hour and a half now. If we go past that, people won't tune in. So okay. we want to make sure to do this. But uh, Christy, can you also just uh, connect us by email? So yes. I got Chaz yeah. as well. I'll, I'll give you another yeah. word in a second, Chaz. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, um, sorry, go ahead, Chaz. Okay. So if you could, please, just to help me, um, if anybody's watching this, like my uh, you know, add me on Instagram and Facebook or follow me and like my stuff, like my videos, especially the ones about Brittany and about my kids and stuff like that. Because the more, because I, I, I was shadow banned and the more I started, um, the more I started mm -hmm. promoting, uh, you know, anti-sex slavery and all of this stuff and started showing all of the, these symbols and stuff, like they really just shut my stuff down. So, the more likes and you're, shares, you're the, and comments, <laughs> the more likes and shares and comments, you know, the more uh, reality it brings to what's going on in my life, Jason's life, Brittany's life. Yeah, and but you're gonna have to get I'm off that platform, Chaz. You gotta, you gotta get on Telegram, Chaz. I'm on yeah, Telegram, but I don't know. You know, I'm not a techie. I'm dyslexic. You know, I'm learning as I go. You need to start double posting on Telegram so people can utilize, like they can utilize your content. So at least the information gets out there because they're going to, they, we're all shadow banned. Absolutely. We're yeah. shadow banned. I mean, and, uh, just, I, just show me, just show me when, when yeah. like later mm -hmm. on, like tomorrow or something. Cause I got, I'm actually, yeah. I have visitation with my kids and I actually going to spend some time with my kids, but it, it's pure hell. People say, well, I see his kids on Facebook all the time, but no, like I, I don't even have, I don't have any custody. I have visitation and, 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 and just spending regular time with my kids. I have to fight, 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 like knock down, drag out fights on doing this all day long. It's pure hell. It's torture. It, it, it is. It is. Absolutely. I just want my name cleared, man. Like all of that corruption shit, I don't care about. Let them, y'all do what you want to do. I got that ain't none of my business. But when you take my kids from me and you falsely imprison me and you put false allegations on me and you ruin my name and you ruin my character, you know, that's, that's when it gets personal. And that's when I'm going to step up and I'm going to keep fighting back. So please like my stuff, Chaz Morgan 7, uh, Chaz Morgan. Uh, you can Google me, Chaz Morgan MMA, Chaz Morgan on Facebook, and um, I, uh, Telegram. I don't know what. I think I'm Chaz Morgan 34, maybe. We'll or, no, share you. Oh, we'll my YouTube channel is Godson with a capital G. Godson 34 US. I don't have much on there right now, but I, there's hundreds of uh, videos that I can that I can put back up now. Well, listen, what off air will uh, we'll make sure we connect and I can get your stuff posted on our Telegram channels and stuff like that. But be very very okay. careful with what you put on Facebook because they're going to take you down. You're going to add all these people and as soon as they come on, you're going to be gone. So, uh be very careful about that. 
Uh, anyways, let's let's end it here. Uh, hang on in the back room for a second, Chaz, just as we go off air. I'm going to run the outro, okay. and we'll talk to you for a minute or two, and then uh, we'll get out of here. So remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community. Man, we really appreciate each and every one of you uh, hanging on here, and uh, we'll be back to you. The American flag, amen. All right. So we'll see you next time on uh, Right On Radio. I think we might have a special program on Saturday or, or something like that. So, um, oh, I hit the wrong button. I, this is the button I wanted to hit. <laughs> Good job, Jeff. <laughs> see you next time, everyone. <laughs>